It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, even this evening, Derno, it was announced that the, the adult teams can go back on the 10th of May and they can start playing matches early in June. So, I mean, like that's, that's all good. The underage has gone back this week. So, you know, that's just fantastic, really, you know. Okay. I mean, of course, then on top of all of that, this evening we had the county board draws and um, we can see that our own club is drawn in a group with Newmarket, Ahada and the Piercing, the three teams that we were drawn with last year. So it is just, you couldn't make this up, really, you know. But obviously after, like, you know what uh, happened last year and so do the other teams. At least it'll give everyone something to aim for now, uh, later on in the summer. Oh, it will indeed. It will indeed. I mean, like, we had three tough encounters last year. Our first game in the end of August was against Ahada. And really, we really never got going against them, you know. And uh, and they did a number on us. And on our second game then, against the Piercy, it was our best performance but the game was dip and took right down the home straight and we were lucky enough to get over the line by four points and then our third match then having won last one and drawn and won one we faced New Market and in the first half New Market they seemed to overpower us a little whereas in the second half we finished very very strongly and we were we were more than a match for them but they had built up such a score in the first half that we weren't able to close the gap. But we, we finished very, very strongly. So, I mean, like, looking at the draw, I mean, you know, it'll be a very, very interesting. You know, they're, they're four very evenly matched teams. And, um, you know, we wouldn't be without confidence, you know, going into those matches, I think, later on in the year. Can I take you back a long, long ways? What's your earliest memory of being involved or, or knowing about Castletown Bear GA Club? Well, I suppose, you know, as a, as a child growing up, as you know, football in the Bear of Peninsula is it's the number one sport, really, and it's the number one sport still here, down here, you know, the GA and, uh, and in Castletown Bear. And I, I remember uh, in the mid-60s, Castletown had a very, very good young team coming through. Um, they had a couple of season campaigners with them. Uh, there was one great footballer called Joe Gorto Sullivan. He was coming to the end of his, game, his, his reign, but he was a great footballer. And then you had some great young footballers coming through, the likes of Pierce Lyne, Sean O'Sullivan, the Driscolls, the Hanleys. And uh, they 
were winning uh, Vera Junior Championships and uh, I remember going to see those players playing and you know something they were they were um, I suppose for, for my generation really they were a team that we looked up to you know and I was reading uh, somewhere during the week that uh, sometime in the mid-60s, there was another team uh, playing football in the parish as well, Ross, M- Ross McKeown. Ross and, McKeown was great. And yeah. that the, the, two, the two teams actually met in the Beira final of 1965 that the, the town won. Yeah, Castletown beat Ross McKeown, all right, yeah. And Castletown, and they, they actually won the Beira Junior Championship in 1965 with a... With a a fine young team with a couple of season campaigners among them, you know. But you know, because football, of course, was very strong, there were some great footballers over there in Rastikion. They joined subsequently with Bear Island and became known as St. Brendan's. And then Bear Island themselves revived their own team in the early 80s and they won a junior championship here in Bear themselves, you know. And then Jimmy sort of something must have happened in the in, in the 70s because he went from just winning Bera to actually wind you up in, in county finals. Now, I know he lost a number of them before he finally got over the line, but obviously things were getting better in the 70s. They were, indeed, yes. Castleton won four in a row in the Vera Junior Championships down here in uh, from 74 to 77. And again, that particular team was made up of, you had the... the the people that I was mentioning there they, in the mid-60s, they were kind of the seasoned campaigners. They were the core group, the leaders. And then you had a couple of young players coming onto that team. Uh, and uh, you had a very, very good management, of course, in, in uh, 1977. Uh, Noel Sullivan and Donny Harrington and Pierce Lyne were involved with the team. They were three very, very shrewd people on the sideline. And um, what you needed, you know, and... Uh, Castletown, having lost one in 74 against Fermoy, uh, were lost again to Castlehaven in 76, and third time lucky against Rock Chapel in 77, Donna McCroom. And I think the reason for that was that prior to that, you know, a number of years before that, in the late 60s, there was a lot, a lot of emphasis put on underage football here in the peninsula and even in the local club here. Um, Pierce Lyne and his father did an awful lot of work with underage football and I, I suppose the fruits of their labour was seen subsequently at adult level in 77 and if you go on another nine years when Castle won the Intermediate Championship in 1986 again they had an excellent management team there spearheaded by Donald Holland but a number of years before that there was a lot of work being done again at underage level inside the club by People like likes of Pierce Lyne and Connie Murphy, and uh, and even more recently in uh, in uh, 2012 when Castletown won the premier or the intermediate championship to go premier uh, with Morgan O'Sullivan and his management team who were excellent at the time. Prior to that, you had people like Mick Harrington and uh, Johnny Crowley who had done an awful lot of work at underage. So, I mean, like, the fruits of uh, of those um, adult successes, you could nearly go back a number of years and you could actually see the influence of having a good uh, underage structure in your club. And at the moment, no, thankfully, there's a good underage structure in the club as well. And maybe, please God, in a number of years' time, we might see someone or maybe going on to 
to place her glory for the club and keep the flag flying. And That's then we'd be and, hoping for anyway. And then, Jimmy, there was a couple of years there, was it 87 and 88, that you were having won the intermediate, as you said, in 86, that you were playing in the... Uh, in the top flight of Cork football, the senior championship. What do, what do you remember about those years? Well, I think the first year, you know, I suppose we got to a county quarterfinal and Imo Kelly beat us below in um, below in Cludov. And uh, the second year then, you know, I suppose I was quite a number of the team, you know, we had been we had been at the cold face for quite a number of years. We got over the line in 86. Some of us were coming to the end of our tether and, you know, it kind of petered out and we dropped back down after 88. Things didn't go well for us. So we dropped back down in 89 and, uh, and uh, you know, they, they, we got to a county final again in 1998, intermediate level, but McCroom beat us. And then through the 90s, there was good young for us coming through again, another generation of great players coming through. And they got the two finals in uh, in 97 and 99. Oliver O'Sullivan was in charge. And they were very unlucky not to get over the line. They were into two replays in in 97 against Douglas Stone and Skibreen and in 99 against Neva Vaughan also and Skibreen. They were very unfortunate not to get over the line in those years because they had they were very, very accomplished teams. You know, they were they did us proud, even though they didn't get over the line. And many of those people are now involved, actually, in the club at the moment. So it's kind of like, it's cyclical, you know. They, you know, they, they fair play to them. They always, you know, put their shoulders to the wheel when they, when they retire from the football and put something back in. You've been involved there yourself with the last number of years with with different teams. Can I maybe compare the kind of training that goes on now in in... In, in these particular years versus what you were up to back in the 70s and the 80s? How would they compare? All right, I, you know, something. I mean, I suppose, like, everything is of a time. Like, when we trained, we trained for for the, the type of game that we were playing at the time. The type of game that's being played today, Michael, you need to be very, very mobile. I think one of the... And you need to have an awful lot of strength and conditioning. And the, the game has changed... Uh, beyond belief really you know in terms of holding possession and I think the rule changes have actually facilitated that the two rule changes I think that have facilitated more than anything has been the um, the free kicks are now taken from the hand sideline balls are taken from the hand whereas in my time free kicks and sideline balls were all taken from the ground Defences were reset every time. Everybody got a break. We should only take a fag. You could only go to a complete sandwich before the ball was kicked. But no, but, you know, you need to have great mobility, you know, uh, throughout the field because, like, the game, it's, the game is, when the whistle is blown, the game is restarted straight away and, and there's fierce movement. And um, it, it's... Um, I think the, the, the speed that the players have to have today is just phenomenal. And the amount of work they put in in preparation is just it beggars belief, to be honest, you know. But yet you'd have people complaining that maybe some of the basic skills of being able to kick the ball over the bar in some respects are sadly lacking. Well, I know. Well, you'll always have the naysayers. There's no doubt about that. I mean, and, and I suppose, you know, fielding with the ball is one of the things, too, that you may not see, uh, you know, as much, you know, as... In, you know, and, uh, as heretofore. But at the same time, 
I mean, like, you've got to give the players today great credit because, I mean, like, they're, they're extremely fit, they're extremely mobile. And there's an awful lot of... Um, there's an awful lot of science going into it today, you know, and tactics is a huge thing, like, in, in from, you know, from, as a child growing up, like, watching the game and even playing the game during those years. I mean, like, there was very little tactics per se in the game, you know, because everybody had to win their own position, whereas now it's like it's more of a team play. You have to um, be able to dovetail your game in with everybody else, you know, because, I mean, retain, retention of possession is a huge thing anymore, you know, and you'd see teams going down the right wing and uh, recycling the ball coming down the left wing, trying to, you know, prize an opening here or there, you know, and, you know, working the ball into scoring areas, whereas one time, I mean, for us, we just letting fly. It was so a lot of Hail Mary shots from around 40 metres. Of course, the ball is different as well today, you know. I mean, the ball before was a big heavy thing, like, in a, is it hit you on the head? It nearly knock you out. Anyway, we said at the start of the interview about what lies in store for the for the rest of the summer with uh, with yourselves and Newmarket Ahead and the Piercing, all in the same uh, in the same uh, section. Obviously, everyone is looking forward to the action starting uh, starting again later on in the summer. Would you say you're in a good place facing into into the rest of the year? Well, I'd be hoping you know this. Castledown will give a good account of themselves because there are some very, very experienced players there. You know, you have Andrew and Dave Fenton and you have Trevor Collins and Larkin Harrington, some excellent players there, you know. And then you have some young players that have been blooded last year. You'll be hoping that they'll be a year older, even though they didn't get an awful lot of football now with their schools and what have you. But you'll be hoping like that, you know, that um, you'll be hoping that you know they'd be able to to rise to the challenge because there are three there are going to be three fair challenges there's no doubt about that but they're not insurmountable I firmly believe that they have, could have a great chance of of um of coming out of that group normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to health care it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> 